Hey everyone, uh, welcome back to AV Insider, a show hopefully you found on purpose. And if you didn't, welcome to the show. My name's Johnny Moto. I'm your host. The show itself, AV Insider, can be found at ravepubs.com under the Rave Radio tab. And of course, Rave Radio is our Rave Pubs, Rave Pubs, AV Insider. This show, AV Insider, is brought to you by Tascam, professional AV, AV gear for uh, people like Johnny who don't have a professional AV budget. But uh, I love their products. Using them right now. Check it out at Tascam.com. T-A-S-C-A-M.com. Uh, I have brought back a friend of the show who's been on before to talk about high-fidelity audio. If you haven't listened to the show before and you don't know already, I kind of like high-fidelity. I love audio. I love music. I love technology. So I brought back the VP of Sales of at Wisdom Audio, Ron Rouse. Ron, good morning, sir. Good morning, and uh, how are you today? Hey, I'm alive and well, drinking my coffee, off to a slow start. I took the day off so I could have you on the show specifically. And so uh, we're doing uh, an update today on Wisdom Audio. So for people who are maybe not familiar with Wisdom Audio, I think the best place to go is probably just wisdomaudio.com, and you can check out different types of products from speakers to amplifiers and and a subwoofers and uh, there's actually a lot more there but I think if you start with wisdomaudio.com it's a great place to learn and um, there's a lot to learn there so uh, I'll let you sort of go there but in the meantime Ron why don't you give us a quick overview of who Wisdom Audio is and uh, what you offer even though you've already done that on a previous show um, just let's just do a quick overview of that Oh yeah, no problem. Love talking about it actually. So yeah, I mean, Wisdom Audio has been around for well over 20 years and um, our, our big separators that really make us different from everyone else uh, in the marketplace is first off that we use planar magnetic drivers um, and we, that's really our big separator and uh, there's not very many companies in the world that make those. They often are confused with ribbon tweeters and uh, static, uh, planar static drivers and intermotion transformers, but uh, a planar magnetic driver is, is something that's pretty unique in the industry and uh, it really allows us to separate ourselves from the competition. Um, in addition to that, another big thing that we do is uh, line source loudspeakers. Uh, because we can do planar drivers really tall and, and, and continuous, one continuous long driver, that allows us to do proper line source um, speakers. Um, the whole line source thing gets kind of uh, a little blurry when uh, you go on some of the trade show floors or walk around the industry or look around the uh, internet. A lot of, uh, of quote-unquote line source speakers are actually line arrays. Um, the big difference is, uh, is a line array is if you go to a live performance, a uh, live concert, and you'll see on either side of the stage these giant uh, arrays of speakers, those are essentially a bunch of point source speakers all stuck together to make a line array. The benefit of a line array is to spread equal sound power over a great distance. Uh, but it, uh, So not only does it spread out very wide horizontally, but very wide vertically, but from really close to very far away, the sound pressure distance stays really similar as you go, uh, as you double the distance. Um, 
whereas a line source speaker does the same thing, has also very uh, low loss over distance. Actually, a line source only loses three decibels per doubling of distance. Also has a very wide uh, horizontal dispersion, but the vertical dispersion is much different. There's actually a line source disperses sound into a space in a, uh, in a uh, cylinder, if you will. So um, as tall as the, the line source might be, a minimum line source is about 50 inches. Above and below that sound information coming out, there's essentially no sound. Um, and why, why it's important, especially in these days, is uh, uh, most, most people don't have wall-to-wall carpet anymore in their homes. Um, and most of our dealers are dealing with these very acoustically challenging spaces that have marble floors and, you know, hardwood floors and concrete floors and glass everywhere. And they're not very friendly, these new homes for sound. And so when you put a point source speaker in a room or even a line array in a room, it's going to energize everything vertically and horizontally. Whereas a line source speaker only energizes the room uh, uh, horizontally. So it actually doesn't interact with the floor and ceiling at all. So in simple math, you're, you, know, you basically eliminate, let's say, 50% of the room's reflections because the speaker's not energizing the floor and ceiling. So that, those are our two big, really big separators is that, again, planar magnetic drivers and line source loudspeakers and um, yeah, it's pretty fun. It uh, allows us to do some really exciting projects uh, in not just movie theaters, but also in big open spaces uh, like family rooms and uh, big commercial spaces. Now, now with that, uh, I imagine there's probably a challenge in getting your product in a project versus, let's just say, someone that doesn't offer planar magnetic drivers, right? One is, I would imagine, because of the education of why what you're offering in your speakers is better because of the, because of uh, it's it's not energizing the floor and ceiling, like you said, 50% of the room where there are reflections uh, based on glass, marble, um, and other types of surfaces that have terrible sound quality and reflection issues. Um, so I imagine that part of the challenge of your product, or uh, getting your product out there, is the education aspect of what you do differently than the competition. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, correct. I mean, uh, I mean you hit the nail on the head. So, you know, line source is a, a wonderful technology. It's nothing that we developed. Line source has been out for a long time. But because we can do these really long magnetic, planar magnetic drivers, we can do proper line source. But yeah, the implementation of a line source has to, is very specific, right? You can't just throw it into a room. Uh, our floor, our floor standing versions of line source, you can because they're they're made to capture people sitting and standing, standing in rooms. But if you're doing a line source on a wall or in a wall, then then the placement, uh, the vertical placement of that speaker is very important. Um, we do have point source speakers. We offer a whole a whole host of point source speakers, and so obviously those those aren't as critical. Still some, obviously, some, some specifics on where you should put a point source speaker, um, but it's a little less critical versus a line source, you're correct. And then in terms, I mean, aside that, you know, the product, and we talked about uh, speakers and point source and, and uh, line, did you say line source versus line array, correct? Line source, uh, yeah. which is something that you offer differently because of your uh, planar magnetic drivers. Uh, 
and because it's so, I would say, let's say tricky to get that the placement correct. Uh, the other aspect that, like I mentioned, is is educating not only the homeowner or project owner is the integrator or dealer of your products so that they are accurately representing your company in a manner that, you know, provides the best sound quality for the, of which that your, your products and, and your planar magnetic drivers or the other version of your speakers uh, can accurately play back uh, whatever audio source is, is playing. So I think, again, the challenge is, is uh, educating and or when you bid a project or the integrator bids a project for this project owner or homeowner is that they are, let's see, are well-educated enough to accurately bid a project and not um, not miss some steps or some speakers yeah. or some amplification, right? You don't want to put your product out there and then go back and say, you know what, uh, I actually forgot in this section of the room we're going to need better audio because of the reflections or we used the wrong speaker, right? Uh, Correct. You don't want that to happen. Yeah, one thing that's... Um I kind of take. I kind of took from my previous uh, company I worked for, which is doing project quotes. So we probably uh, do custom quotes for I would guess eighty percent of the projects that we sell. We are involved with the dealer uh, and sometimes also the architect and designer in helping them do uh, basically design the system properly. Um, we'll actually have, we have a free quoting service that our dealers, uh, most of our dealers take advantage of, which is they, we basically have this little quote questionnaire that they fill out that has information like what the budget is, where speakers can and can't go, where subs can and can't go, how, you know, what's the height, width, depth of the room. They'll also send us, uh, cat files, uh, uh, you know, room drawings, um, for the space. And with all that information, we provide back these, pretty extensive uh, custom quotes that show um, elevation drawings of the front wall, side walls, rear walls. We do subwoofer analysis. So we're, we start looking at how the base is going to be working in the space long before anything is even built. Um, so doing all this helps alleviate any issues on the back end, like you were just speaking of. Um, uh, not only just for line source, but it helps us to basically, even if we're doing a system with our point source speakers, it allows us to work with the integrator and like say the architect and designer and provide the homeowner with a better end result because we're engineering the system to the space. And then in terms of, uh, let's say quotes and, and services, um, does Wisdom Audio offer these these types of services or, or any sort of education or services to your dealer base? Uh, I say that, um, but the quoting services? Yeah, quoting, design, layouts, education. Uh, I've seen like a this, that's kind of like a, you know, maybe some companies have done, done this as like a free service. Some people do it as a paid service. Uh, or it's something that uh, I've seen a lot of manufacturers sort of like add on, you know, like, hey, we ob obviously we sell these products and we can help you put them in there, but the design services, uh, whether or not you offer them, may or may not be free. So I guess I'm curious if that is something that you do offer as well as any other services to your your dealer base. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the coin services are completely free. Uh -huh. um, and... Uh, and if, I mean, if you were to look at our top 20 dealers, as to say, they all take advantage of, it's, it's, it, 
it goes hand in hand. Every dealer that is utilizing our free recording service uh, generally sells more of our stuff. It's it's kind of interesting because a lot of these companies are uh, most of them are these days, especially these days, are very busy. And although they may have you know in, you know engineers and system engineers on staff that can do a lot of this. Um, it's a really huge time saver for them to be able to just send me the plans. I work up all the quotes for them. Uh, we even, the quoting process and the quote we actually provide even, uh, we do it in such a way that the bulk of our dealers actually show the quote to the homeowner. Um, and there's even some marketing information in there to help them understand some, some you know, very simple technologies and, um, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, it's, it, it's a big, to me, to, to me, our coding service is like, yeah, it's probably our number one product, um, that's most readily used. And of course it's not, it's, it's used a lot cause it's free. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but I think it's a big benefit and it allows us to work very, very closely with our dealer base. And it's not a matter of, I just show up at, uh, you know, at Johnny's AV and give you a price sheet, say hello and show you a new product and I leave. Um, it's you and I talking two, three times a week about projects uh, going on, uh, future projects, you know, looking at CAD drawings, uh, sending, I send you quotes, we make some adjustments, I revise it, send you new quotes. But allows you to have to not have to deal with all that, right? To not have to look at a price sheet and try to figure out, okay, what's going to maybe work best in this room? You just send me the quote questionnaire, the room drawings, and I work all that for you. Now, in term, the, the best part about that, I guess, is that it's free as a dealer, right? Like, in the, I guess the downside to that is that you, as wisdom, may or may not get that job because it's a, it's a, uh, it's a free design, essentially, that, Correct. It is based on your product, but you know, whether or not they get that job, it's like, I always try and tell people that you should charge for design. And obviously this, uh, from the manufacturing standpoint, this is an added service to help your product get specced and help your dealer base win that project. Because if anything, it's, it's adding value to them. It's saving them time, saving them money and their, uh, their team, their uh, energy and power to, to put towards that design, but I used to always tell people, you know, design, you know, should be something that's paid for up front, and then hopefully, hopefully, uh, you, you know, assuming that you get or buy that material from whoever did that your design, you know, you you would get a uh, what do you call it, a credit essentially towards yeah. the design. But but I've seen the the bigger trend is like as a manufacturer is no, we're not going to do that. We're just going to do it for free because we want you to be successful with our products. So in that aspect, I'd say what you're doing is 1000% correct because you're helping your dealers, right? You're helping your dealers help you sell their products and help move their products and be successful at their business. Also in turn, making wisdom audio in this instance, much better at their business. So uh, I applaud those efforts. I mean, obviously it, you have to pay your team to do it, but at the same time, if it's helping you sell your products, is it really, a loss there I guess only if you know you don't get that that project but yeah I think even if you didn't get that project it would help your dealer base come back to wisdom right you know they help me do this I I put their products out there because I believe in what they're doing they are helping me be successful and at the end of the day I want to use a product that believes in my team and I believe in their product so it's definitely a win-win scenario um, 
Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's uh, it's kind of interesting also because uh, yeah, it's it, uh, it's it, it is pretty time consuming, especially you know you you go a few days and maybe not see any kind of quotes from anybody, and then you get like walloped with uh, you know ten quotes and they need them all tomorrow morning. Uh, <laughs> Sounds like you work in my office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's uh, we've been experiencing uh, pretty huge growth. We this year we grew thirty percent, so it's uh, it's been getting pretty busy. And um, yeah, the coin service is done by uh, all the sales staff. So I have it's myself, my Eastern Regional, then I have a, a guy internationally. Um, but I know I do know some companies that are kind of farming that out to some other internal people. But I don't know. I, I think it's important that the, I mean, let's face it, what we're doing is technical sales, right? We're not, the days of an, uh, in most audio avenues, especially in customer integration, most sales got people have to have some technical chops, right? And yeah. um, I think it's really important that our, that my sales team, including myself, do these quotes, although you could definitely hire someone to do them, but it doesn't make you have a better relationship with the dealer, the dealer then just sees you as a salesperson, not somebody that can add value to their business. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it's pretty important. And, you know, it, and we're not to, and what the most interesting thing is, well, I mean, not most interesting thing, but also we're not always just specifying our product. Um, I could show you uh, quite a few quotes from this past year that uh, I've specified other brands' products. Because uh, at the end of the day, we, of course, want to sell our gear. But sometimes the budget doesn't allow. We have to value engineer. Um, and I can show you many quotes that have JL subwoofers, uh, crown amplifiers, um, different people's products that, that work better in that application, uh, either from a design standpoint or a price standpoint. Um, and, and for as far as I'm concerned, if, we don't all, if all of the manufacturers don't help each other and help the dealers just provide that best end result for the client. I mean, in, in the end, that's, that's who you want to make happy. And if you, if it doesn't mean using your product, then it doesn't mean using your product. Just as long as that, you, that, that, that the dealer's customer is happy, the dealer's happy, the dealer looks good. And, you know, in the end, you're going to get more business because the dealer's going to trust you more and they're going to come back to you anyway. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's most important is that you just do the right thing for the customer and the dealer. And that might not always mean selling your product. Right. But the, the design you're talking about, like, you know, like with a jail sub here or crown amp there, that's not necessarily like a 100% someone else's product that you design. I'm assuming, and I could be wrong, correct me, please, uh, that you, you designed a system with someone else's products, but there was some wisdom in there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, good point. I mean, yeah, not, I don't do uh, other manufacturer-only quotes. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to some skin in the game for me. All so. my quotes at the end of the day, and <laughs> you're like, wait a minute. I, I might buy some some speakers. I may not, but probably not. <laughs> free design, everybody. Head over yeah, yeah, to Wisdomaudio.com. Wisdomaudio.com. There you go. Now uh, you mentioned thirty percent growth recently. Let's talk a little bit about that, but also. Since the last time you and I spoke and we were on the show, which was the beginning of this year, January 13th, or no, I'm sorry, last year. It's been much longer than I thought. January 13th, 2017. Coming up here pretty quick, or depending on when people listen to the show, uh, it'll have been two years. So I imagine there's been a little bit of growth uh, since then and now. 
Um, so let's just talk about a little bit about the growth. When you say 30% growth in the company, is that just employees or sales or both or what are we talking about? That's, uh, that's straight up sales. No, uh, we haven't added anyone else, any other people to the staff. Um, that's just, that's pure sales growth. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's been, uh, it's, we've had a good, uh, good couple of years. That's just this year. The prior year also was, uh, it wasn't 30, but it was, it was pretty high. Uh, but remind me where your company's based out of again. Yeah. Carson city, Nevada, Carson city, Nevada. Okay. So you're not necessarily too far from where I am in Northern California. Um, I I'm just curious, you know, so this year we had some crazy California wildfires and last year the same, which definitely ruined a lot of the housing market in my area. Um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't imagine that did much to, to Nevada, but in terms of, uh, let's see projects going on, I don't necessarily see a downturn. There was a lull obviously for a little bit, but the, the frequency to rebuild and then the audio and controls aspect of stuff didn't really seem to decline there. I think there was just a shift in what was going in and what wasn't right. People were trying to be more budget friendly with their systems, but not necessarily, um, not still building. Right? Yeah. It was just sort of like, well, how do I still provide a, a package to these homes um, that is more, I guess, affordably priced and can still fit the budget essentially? Because that, that's basically what it came down to was, well, these things still are getting built and some of the things, the packages, the audio portion or the controls portion may have gone away or to save that, how do I redesign to be, like you said, you know, a VE uh, essentially, right? Mm -hmm. This um, In this instance, you know, let's say Wisdom, didn't quite make it or there was a better wisdom product because initially what we had wasn't going to fit the budget. Right. So maybe that is some of what you've seen as well, but up here, I know that's what I've seen something too. Hey everyone. Welcome back. I uh, had a little issues there with my audio. I'm not sure the last thing you heard, so I'm just going to repeat it. I was talking about the, uh, the Northern California fires and I was just trying to just trying to gauge and see where uh, projects landed on wisdom audio side. I, I noted that, um, with the fires that happened here in California last year and this year that uh, definitely stopped a lot of things from happening. But at the same time, in order to, you know, meet budgets that were put off till later and, and sort of, you know, the builds were, were sort of like VE because people had to come in ch cheaper, obviously, because they they needed to meet the timeline. Um, the, the projects didn't necessarily go away, but they did, sort of change right and so i think maybe like you know if you take the example of, of ron's uh example of uh pre-design with someone else's product in there it wasn't all wisdom but it was like you know a little bit of this and a little bit of that that wasn't necessarily all wisdom uh same thing is true i think over here in the northern california side so um the the projects the audio the controls that didn't necessarily go away it was just sort of rethinking a better application to meet the newer budgets, if you will, at least what I saw in California. And I'm not really sure if some of, you know, how you talked about, you know, in your instance of free design, uh, where you put in someone else's product, whether or not that had to do with budgets, which I, I assume could be, or it was just in this one instance, it was a better suited product for whatever application that was given to you. So I, I had seen a few things that sound similar to what you're talking about. Um, but also some of it was, you know, I just, you know, I can't, they can't afford, you know, they can't afford what I had proposed initially. And, and now it's like, okay, well, we still want that, but we can't afford that. So how do we, 
how do we move forward? So I think what you're doing with your design um, and whether or not these your integrators are asking you for a, a um, something that is going to meet their budgets, uh, I'm curious to see if that's something that they ask you, right? So like they, they come to you and say, here's the project I have. We'd like to put it in wisdom. And let's say they give you a budget number and then you either design around that or you say, in this instance, I can't meet that budget without VEing a few things and here's what I propose. Is, is that something you've kind of done as well with like, you know, uh, someone else's product with your, compared or paired with your product as well? Yeah, that, yeah that's spot on. So yeah, the, yeah, the, the dealer sent the again, the cool questionnaire with the budget and all that sort of thing and, and uh, what the system they're trying to uh, propose in this space uh, or what the customer would like to have in the space and experience. And after running some analysis and doing some, you know, some configurations and looking at the budget, um, you know, maybe our amplifiers are that our amplifiers just kind of blow the budget out of the water. So I'll then go back to the dealer if I don't already know, and I'll ask them what other brands of amplifiers they sell or they have access to. And based on that information, I'll help to value engineer the system, you know, to a, a point that we can still stay within budget, but yet maintain performance. Um, yeah, that happens all the time, all the time. Now, out of curiosity, when someone, let's say, let's say a new dealer approaches you, right? Like, hey, I'm, I'm interested in becoming a wisdom dealer. Uh, is there like a set of questions perhaps that you might go down and say, okay, let's discuss uh, like if you're a good fit for us or why you would like to sell our products or um, anything of, of that manner in which that you would like to help determine whether or not this dealer is right for wisdom and vice versa? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, first and foremost, uh, well, I mean, not first and foremost, but definitely a big factor in putting on a new dealer is where they're located. Um, you know, we, uh, we try not to oversaturate the market with, right. uh, with, with dealers, uh, with wisdom dealers. Um, you know, there is still a little bit of exclusivity with wisdom. So we try to keep the, the, you know, the marketplace, uh, and distribution fairly tight. Um, we try to put on, you know, the more of the top tier dealers, dealers that are going to take care of that. They're, that's very obvious that they're taking care of their brand. Um, and that makes, you know, more sense for us to put on somebody that has, and, you know, that's, uh, has a really good, uh, let's say good marketing, um, aspect to their company. They are, they have very good reputation in the marketplace. Uh, they have, you know, lines that are complimentary, complimentary to our lines. Right, right. You want to make sure it's it's a good fit. It's it's a very similar business model, similar products. You don't necessarily want someone that's just, uh, let's say, a big box store reshipper, essentially, with yeah. the same product. I mean, not to say that, that that type of project couldn't come up, but at the same time, in my mind, it doesn't quite just make sense. I'm like, well, why wouldn't you just go down to a big box store and, and get them there, right? Agreed, agreed. Yeah. So I, I guess there's different scenarios. I'm just curious in terms of like, you know, when, when you meet with potential dealers or, or the people just sort of out of the blue, because let's say in this instance, they just need a bit of job because it's got wisdom on it and they aren't necessarily uh, a wisdom dealer or at the same instance, it's, you know, maybe they are, they are curious in, in becoming a wisdom dealer and this is their first uh, chance to become one on a project that has your product already spec on the job. 
and then you see the sort of red flags. I'm like, well, maybe our products are a bit beyond your grasp and you're just trying to capture all the business in your area and this doesn't feel right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That, that does happen. That's the first red flag is when uh, a dealer approaches you and says, I'd like to become a dealer and you know them and they've never wanted to become a dealer before. And all of a sudden <laughs> nowhere they want to become a dealer. You're like, why? <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm not opposed to it, but you know, what, what, what made you change your mind out of, out of the blue? Yeah. I, I hear about those all the time and, uh, I, I often get weary and then, uh, and, and, uh, I've uh, actually had a few people call me directly about wisdom um, and ask me about this, this quote unquote dealer in my error who wants to become a wisdom dealer. And they, you know, give me all these questions like, Hey, do you know this guy? How do you feel about him or this girl or this team? Uh, you know, what's the story? Uh, something doesn't feel right. And you know, I know you know this area up here pretty well. What are your thoughts? And I'm like, <laughs> it's funny because I don't want to be like the one that says, you know, yes or no, because I'm not the company. But at the same time, if someone's calling me for my opinion on someone in my area who sort of meets that criteria of like, well, I'm just bidding it because it's on the job. I'm not necessarily going to sell it because I sell whatever. Then I might just give that opinion. Yeah. 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 And then also in the industry, obviously, this is not no, this is not a secret. Uh, you know, most of the manufacturers talk. So if, you know, if, if I'm suspect of any possible target dealer that wants to come aboard, I'll just call around and call my, my, you know, my buddies at Sony or Sonance or, you know, yeah. you wanna, Armin or whatever. And, uh, check and, around and see what's yeah. what. Yeah. Not too hard to find out. <laughs> yeah. So coming in here to into 2019, do you personally have any goals that you would like to see with, uh, with wisdom? Yeah, well, we have uh, we have next year. We have a pretty big uh, year in terms of uh, new product launches. So uh, it's going to be starting at the um, ISC show in Amsterdam in February. Uh, we'll be launching a few new products. Which uh, in January we're launching our new Inwalls, excuse me, Onwall series from Insight. We actually showed them at Cedia uh, for the first time, and then they'll be shipping um, in January. Um, but we have a few products I'm, I'm not uh, obliged to talk about yet, but we have a few new products that we'll be showing at the ISC show uh, that are really going to, you know, earlier I was talking about value engineering systems occasionally with other manufacturers' products. These few products will help us uh, in not doing that as often, we'll say. Yeah, okay. Well, I guess <laughs> that uh, we'll have to stay tuned to wisdomaudio.com or headed out to Amsterdam or Amsterdam, like I to call it. You'll find out when you get there. It, <laughs> uh, it's a cool place. It's a cool show. If you're not familiar with uh, ISE, I would say it's a basically culmination of CEDIA, the Custom Electronic Design Installation Association, and Infocom, the pro audio, pro control version of CEDIA, if you will, but different. But also times like seven halls on a massive scale. Yeah. It took yeah. two more two more years in uh, Amsterdam, and then it's going to Barcelona. Barcelona, yeah, I'm I'm excited to to see the change and the growth and and what that entails. And uh, out of curiosity, so we're, I mean, I'm here in Northern California. We're talking about the United States, but and, and globally, obviously. Uh, how do your products do overseas? So, so we have some listeners, you know, that are that are overseas, and 
some friends in, in other countries and, uh, you know, I've interviewed different manufacturers from all around the world. And I'm curious how Wisdom does overseas outside of the States. Yeah, we, we actually have a quick, pretty good presence uh, outside the U.S. Uh, we're in just about every country selling, uh, you know, when we go outside the U.S., we're selling through distributors, whereas in the U.S., we're selling direct to dealer. Yeah, that sounds uh, about pretty typical for a lot of manufacturers. Yeah, that's pretty typical. Okay. And, and uh, yeah, the, the little difference is, you know, most of our in-wall products, not that they're not sold, but, you know, internationally, we sell more on-wall or freestanding products just because of the build. Yeah, that's what I see, too. A lot of friends and installers in other countries have more on-wall product than recessed or in-wall, in-sealing product. And I don't know if that's just because the way that the, the build-outs are over there and there's different materials that are used typically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's just, yeah, build a lot of concrete walls instead of wood. And so you're not putting stuff in walls. And that's kind of why that was really, really the main driving force behind uh, launching our new Insight on-wall series. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that, right? So you're actually, can you talk about your new... Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so with that, being that they're on wall, I imagine that, you know, a lot of the concrete there, you know, uh, whether that's plaster or whatever the case may be on the finish or just bare concrete, the housings themselves uh, would need to be secured in, in that um, there's a minimal vibration coming off the cabinetry. And I, while I have yet to see, hear, feel, or look at these products that are on wall, uh, maybe you can tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so uh, these products are at, they are on our website uh, currently. They're uh, they're up there. You can go take a look. It's the Insight uh, series on wall. It's the P two M M for mounted, P four M, and then we have um, uh, a complementary sub to that series, which is the S ten. Um, but the P two M P four M is the little P two M is a little two way uh, with our new planar magnetic driver. Um, okay. And then the P4M essentially is a Diopolito design. So, uh, you know, woofer above and below the uh, planar magnetic driver, just for a little bit more output purposes. Um, the planar driver can be rotated. So the speakers can be horizontal or vertical by simply rotating the planar magnetic driver. Uh, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Um, and, of course, they can be placed on a, on a speaker stand or – um, on some type of surface um, as well as being mounted on a wall. But yeah, mounting to a concrete wall, um, you obviously it's a little bit mounting, different mounting uh, hardware than you would with, with drywall. Um, but generally it's gonna be, it's, it will be more secure and less residences. Uh, you know, some, dry, some walls on standard stuck construction aren't, you know, you would have a tendency to vibrate more than a concrete wall. So, um, you can actually get some pretty good sound in rooms with uh, with concrete walls. Maybe not the reflection part of it, but uh, <laughs> the surface rigidity is uh, is good. Um, but those products, those three products, and the little the little subwoofer, the S10, is pretty nice little piece. It uh, this is not uh, unlike a few other model products in the in the marketplace, but it's a really thin, thin, slim, uh, ten inch uh, sealed box. Um, and it has feet that go, can go on the front or the back, so you can actually do up firing or down firing, allowing you to slide it underneath beds or you know uh, couches or uh, just allows you different uh, insulation. Uh, what, pro what product is it? 
That's the S10. The S10. That's and so that's okay. Your sub for that. Yeah, if on the website you just would go to products subwoofers and then go to and it will list out the model numbers and it's the S10. Interesting. Okay, uh, I, I've only seen a f eh, I don't even want to say a few manufacturers, but there's one I know of that has a very eh, similar, similar product. product. Yes, yeah, yeah. similar. Um, so I'm going to go over to S10 really quick. I just want to visually put my eyes on this thing. Yeah. So that's something that I always thought was it was needed, right? Just because. Like for me, if in an ideal world, I, I would just have subwoofers sitting in the open room, but I don't live in an ideal world. I don't have a big open space. I don't have a beautiful home dedicated for audio. So my, my living room rather looks just like a, instead of Game of Thrones, it's basically a game of speakers where it's just like towers on towers on towers on towers. <laughs> uh, it's like if you went down to like uh, Best Buy's uh, Magnolia Hi-Fi and they had a room just stacked full of speakers. Uh, it's kind of like that in a smaller scenario because I live in an apartment. <laughs> So I don't have I don't have that kind of space. So this type of product, the S10, definitely meets design aesthetics. It also allows for, like you said, you could put I would imagine lay it on on its end and, and underneath a a, a a couch and and make it down firing. And yeah, this is something that I think a lot of thought went into because of uh, space size and design constraints. And so I wonder how long has this been going on for? I mean, while well, you said it's new or and it's coming, uh, yeah. has this been in design for a while now. Uh, yeah, the, we're a little bit of a, we're a little bit perfectionist when it comes to audio. Play. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that we've been working on that series. Uh, even though it's only three models, we've been working on that series for two years, oh, a little over two years. Um, we, we actually delayed the launch of, uh, the P2M and P4M for about six months, uh, because we just weren't 100% satisfied with the playback. Um, we do a lot of, uh, competitive demos, so we actually buy a lot of competitor products. So we, we bought several of our competitors or we, uh, at, uh, the same and higher price points to make sure that, uh, we were, uh, we, if basically if uh, we're not going to be able to beat all of our competitors at the same higher price point, then what's the point of releasing the product? Um, and so because of that, we were delayed a little bit, but again, about six more months, but at the end of the day, we were able to really make the product, uh, stand out and be, uh, something different in, uh, with its, uh, competitors, you know, it, it has a very simple look and it looks nothing, uh, too unlike some of our competitors that we go against, um, but uh, you could look alike, but we definitely uh, don't sound alike. <laughs> we'll say for the for the price point, it's a pretty high performing product, uh, as simple as it may seem. Um, with that new planar magnetic driver, um, which actually presents an, a new technology that we've integrated uh, within it uh, called power tapering. So it allows us to really control the dispersion of the planar driver. Um, using uh, basically by moving the magnets in front and behind the, the planar magnet driver, by moving them closer and closer together and farther apart and so on and so forth, allows us to do shading, uh, which helps us control and, and equate to, equates to basically a wider dispersion pattern. Um, and then some people might not be aware that um, our planar drivers aren't just used for the, let's say the tweeter frequencies, you know, from 1800 Hertz or 2000 Hertz uh, on up. Our planar drivers uh, go down much, much lower than that. So 
in this product specifically, the planter driver is playing down to 650 hertz. So, uh, whereas, mo again, most tweeters are crossing over, let's say, 2K, our planter driver is going down to 650 and then playing up to uh, 20K, which allows the woofer there not to have to play up so high um, and allows less crossovers. So that planter driver is playing five octaves of, of, uh, of audio, you know, where the tweeter is generally playing three octaves. So it equates to uh, better sound quality, uh, and, uh, you know, cleaner transient response. Now, uh, I want to, I want to go back to your, your, the S 10 here really quick. So on the suburb, we, we talked about, uh, it, while it may look similar sound, obviously is not going to be the same. One thing I'm noticing, and this this might be something that is custom or just something a one-off, I don't know. Looking at the gallery just now, I see what seem to be custom images on the back of, of this sub. Is that something that you will offer for this new product? Yeah, so those are some custom grills. Um, oh. We have, Yeah, we partnered with, uh, well, it wasn't super easy. I mean, there... We wanted to do something, offer something a little bit different, a little bit more custom that, you know, that interior designers uh, would be happy about. Uh, so, so nothing, basically? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. That's the hard part. All the interior designers of the world, we love you. We no, just want to make it easier to work with you. They're trying to make something beautiful, and they have their vision just like we have our vision, right? Uh, exactly. So trying to work together in that sense and trying to help them uh, with their designs um, by offering, you know, these grills, which is, you know, we're not doing anything, you know, groundbreaking here. So a lot of our companies offer custom uh, grills. Um, yeah, but not everybody. And it's not something not everybody. standard necessarily, right? Yeah. The big thing, honestly, was we went to several manufacturers and a couple of different companies that do this. And sadly enough, uh, most of them, most of the materials that we received with printed pictures and graphics on them uh, were not very acoustically transparent. Yeah. Um, so we wound up with this company uh, out of England uh, that... Uh, does uh, really good work and uh, the, the grills are still acoustically transparent even though they have a uh, picture you know uh, graphic on them yeah um, yeah so that so purchasing those are, are does doesn't go through us at all we just uh, direct the dealer to uh, to this company and they they do all that stuff on the side understood okay I just uh, I saw that and I'm like wow that's that's definitely something that I think is appealing because like we talked about um, Getting audio onto a project is tricky on a lot of levels. One, it could be because of budget. Two, because of placement. Three, the constraints of the room for reflections. Four, spaces. Five is a lot of people, unless you're, like I said, me, with all the speakers in your living room, don't want to see the product necessarily. And making it, uh, let's see, jive well with the design of the room isn't the easiest task, especially with all the people who have their hands in that pot of design. So the fact that you can um, work with another manufacturer or direct people to make custom grills for your products, I think is huge. While you may not be doing that directly, you are partnering with someone who can make something for your product. So it's not like it's an impossible task with other manufacturers who just don't offer that service. Yeah, absolutely. I, 
Yeah, I mean, there are more, more, more tools, right, that we can give our, our uh, dealers and, uh, and the designers and architects, you know, the better off everyone is, right? Yeah, 100% agree. Uh, okay, well, how about this? Any final thoughts before we round up the show here? Oh, boy. Uh, um, buy more Wisdom Audio. Buy more Wisdom Audio. That's a, that's a really good one. Buy more Wisdom Audio. Uh, I don't know. We're, um, we'll say this, uh, it's for, this is maybe a little early, but next CDA in Denver, uh, we're going to be doing something pretty spectacular. Uh, so hopefully I'll, I'll just put that little piece of uh, breadcrumb out, uh, for everyone to make a little note on their calendar that they, they should probably try to come see us at CDA in Denver. It's going to be pretty spectacular what we're going to do. That's right, everybody. Next year, or 2019, Denver CDA, Custom Electronic Design Installation Association. Whew, mouthful. <laughs> uh, that show, the, the residential version, I guess, again, of Infocom. Please uh, correct me if I'm wrong on saying that. Anyone who's listening at uh, johnny at raypubs.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y at raypubs.com. Um, yeah, check out Wisdom Audio. We probably don't know the booth yet since we're so far ahead of that show, but as Ron has alluded to, is something that you're not going to want to miss. So uh, in the meantime, I, I would just direct everybody to the website, wisdomaudio.com. Start there. Look at the products. If you're not a dealer, I think there's a contact us page that you can reach out and learn more. Ron is also giving you his email so that you can get all that free design for someone else's product. Or <laughs> if you want to use Wisdom, that's probably the best method if you want to get some sort of help, and uh, especially with your business. Uh, I think that's a good way to reach out. And if uh, you're not already a dealer, you can see them at the shows we talked about. We've talked about Infocom. We've talked about CDA. We've talked about ISE. Uh, I'm sure there are also uh, some localized trade shows, but those are some of the three major ones in regards to audio for integration and the custom shows. Um, Ron, thank you so much for your time, uh, your thank education, you. your knowledge. You're sharing some little breadcrumbs with what's coming into the future with wisdom. And as you are able to talk about more or you have some unique applications, more products, more unique features, services, um, anything else. You ever want to just talk about music? Um, you want to talk about high quality audio? You want to talk about this new format, MQA, Master Quality Authenticated? You want to talk about anything related to audio technology or specifically wisdom? That's cool too. Uh, I'd love to have you back and, and just discuss more. So thank you again for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, everyone listening, this has been AV Insider, a show that can be found at ravepubs.com under the Rave Radio tab. And again, of course, brought to you by Tascam Products. Uh, check them out at Tascam.com, T-A-S-C-A-M.com. And if anyone has any questions for me, you want to send me hate mail, love mail, you want to be on the show, you want to discuss technology, audio, or something of the like, um, my email, again, Johnny, J-O-H, N-N-Y at ravepubs.com is where you can reach me and send me any information. You schedule something. If uh, you're more of a social person, it's basically at J-M-O-T-A, the number three, J-M-O-T-A, three, pretty much everywhere online or just Johnny Moto. You can probably search my name. Anything bad comes up, that's somebody else. But if you're more of a social person with wisdom and you want to connect out there, it's facebook.com forward slash wisdom audio company. Give them a like, check out some of their stuff, comment on their stuff, get involved. If you want to tweet at them in 140 characters or less, it's at wisdom underscore audio. If you want to check out some visual stuff on YouTube, 
head over to their channel there. Uh, if you're more just a simple visual person and you like Instagram, it's at Wisdom Audio on Instagram. And they're also on LinkedIn. You can check them out there. I heard they're probably going to be hiring some people soon. But I don't know if that's true or not. Maybe you can just ask her on that directly. I just, I'm only assuming by the growth that that's probably on the way. So again, Ron, thank you for your time, your knowledge, your expertise. We greatly appreciate it on the show here. And we would love to have you back anytime you'd like. Thank you so much, Johnny. I should appreciate everything. And thank you for all you do. And I uh, did not need you to take the day off today to, to talk to me. But thank oh, you. Oh, that's so. okay. I, I, I prefer to do these things on my own free time. So I was like, you know what? Let's give Ron his own dedicated day and wisdom because we love <laughs> the, the people there. So again, everyone, this has been AV Insider. We'll catch you on the next show.